Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back to episode number two of Girl Boo Podcast, and I am your host, Jay Cabrillo. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to episode number two. We really doing this, okay? Like, ooh, let me just start off by saying thank y'all so much for just the response. Like, the response to episode number one was just more than I can imagine. Like, I have just been on a high that I have still have not come down from. It's almost been a week since episode number one um, premiered. And yeah, I've just still been getting feedback. I have been getting requests. People have already reached out to be guests on the podcast, which I was really shocked about that. Um, and one comment I saw in particular that just really, really did it for me. Um, a supporter messaged me in response to episode number one. And she was just like, girl, we have been waiting for you. And I was just like, thought y'all been waiting like oh but no like that's what it was given like okay yeah girl we literally been waiting it's about time so thank y'all so much for that i really appreciate that um i've just been so giddy like i've been y'all don't understand or maybe some of y'all do because again the point is to be relatable we're being relatable um we want to resonate with someone and a lot of y'all said y'all could relate. So it's just like when you put out like art or something you've just been working on so much. And it's like cringy when you put out like new things you're working on, new projects. And I mean, again, that's the point, I guess, um, especially when it comes to art and creating and things of that nature. Like I said last time, something's going to be good, something's going to be bad. But we keep going whether it's good or bad so i also love that you guys engaged some of you guys responded to our social media posts so if you are not following us on social media be sure to get connected become a part of the conversation at girl boo podcast on instagram it's also on the show notes um, if you're like listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and it's in the description box below if you're watching on YouTube. So I asked on social media what y'all's dream girl looks like, basically, because I spoke about my dream girl, what she looks like, some of the things um, and characteristics and traits that she has. Um, some of you guys said powerful, con confident, consistent, optimistic delusional which i love whoever said that um and those are some great responses and i'm really glad that a lot of you guys feel the same way like that i think that did it for me the most that a lot of y'all have been feeling the same exact way that i've been feeling so that was that was nice to know so for today's episode i just feel like because my first episode it was kind of all over the place and I don't just want to jump to another topic. I feel like this topic is a really big topic that we could kind of talk on for quite some time. I'm not saying I'm a drag it, but I do feel like it kind of deserves like a follow-up of some sort or like a part two. Um, and that's just me going based off the responses and the feedback that I got. A lot of messages that I read um, where a lot of people were saying like, you know, 
the episode was so inspiring and it made them want to like start becoming their dream girl and things of that nature. And a lot of people are just having issues with like starting. So I do kind of want to break that down um, because let me say this, when you are like on a new path, a transition, or you're in like a transition phase, I feel like the only thing that's really going to make you start or even want to start is being tired of your own shit. And that's just me being honest. Like, that's just me being honest. That's just me have gone through the things that I have went through. The only thing that literally, like, I'm telling y'all, it could have been one thing after another. I just ate it up. It's like, okay, whatever. Let's just keep going, da da da. But girl, after a while, you really like look. But after a while, you really like look at yourself in the mirror, and it's like, okay, yeah, no, this, this, I don't want to be this version of her no more. Like, I want to, I want to change it up. I want to switch it up. Whatever that is, you know. I feel like a lot of people feel like they're stuck. Like, and you may be stuck. I've been stagnant. I've been stuck um, in different situations, but. You know, I've always seen that post on Twitter. It's like some meme with like a force of some sort. And it's like, um, you know, you're not a tree. You don't have roots. You don't have a trunk. Like you're not stuck. You can literally move at any time. And I've always thought about that, even though it's kind of like, uh, you know, the same, but it's true, you know. I mean, of course, we're rooted in a certain area, or you're rooted a certain type of way. But I don't feel like it's that hard to just get up and go. I mean, the hardest part is in the anticipation, anticipating it, getting ready for, preparing for, planning for. But the actual like just transition or move really is not that hard. I mean, and I guess I think about it like with myself. You know, I went to college nine hours away. And a lot of people might not think that's not a big deal, but I know people who've never even lived in a different state, you know, and we're almost 30. Not saying that's a bad thing, but at 19, 20, that is a big thing. Like, it's huge to go to school so far away. I had no family, no friends. And, you know, that child, that period was a hot mess. But, it definitely taught me a lot. And I feel like a lot of times people just really have to do it. They just really have to do it. You have to hold yourself accountable. You have to decide what type of life you want. And you have to just be hyper-focused on reaching those goals. Because I feel like when you really get sick of your own stuff, it really does become a point where it, it, it's almost like you can't even indulge in the things you were indulging in before. You know what I mean? And I'll give y'all like an example. Like for me, it was just a point where I had like a certain lifestyle where, and it was fine. I was young. I was in my early twenties, but at some point I was like, something got to give. Like going out every single night, getting lit every single night, every single day, you know, it just came to a point where like, you know, I will never forget this boy I saw that I know. It was like a group of people that I know. It was like after a party or something like this. Now, mind you, this was before I was even in college. This was like my senior year of high school. And um, I just will never forget. He actually was like, oh my God, like, you sober? 
<laughs> and it's not funny, but he literally was like, I, I don't think I ever seen you sober because we didn't go to the same high school. And I remember saying to myself, like, what? Like, I just felt terrible. Like, I did not like that. To me, I was like, that's not good. Like, ew. Like, is he the only one that think like that? And that honestly did start, like, my transition. And I know that that sounds, like, so stupid. But that's when it, like, clicked for me. And I was like, you know what? I got some stuff I need to work on. And I want to say around that time, I wasn't much of, like, a spiritual person or really a religious person. Like, I would pray. I felt like I knew God and, like, I had a relationship because I prayed. That's a whole nother, I feel like, conversation. But long story short, I just remember one time, like, going through this phase where I, it's, it's like one of those phases where you're going through so much to where you can't even really, like, explain what it is you're going through. You're just going through it and you're doing the best that you can. I felt like that was kind of like me. Like, that transition from, like, high school to the real world was real weird, real shaky. I didn't go straight to college, and thankfully, I'm glad that I did not go straight to college. But it was just this very strange period I was going through where I felt like I was, like, fighting for my life. Um, not that I was, like, going to unalive myself, but it's just, like, I don't know. That's what it was, like, giving, low-key, because <laughs> nothing was going right. I had no idea what I wanted to do in life. Like, I was working sucky jobs. It, it was just, like, a plethora of things I don't know not not good things car issues no car it was just crazy like all the things I was going through at like 18 19 whereas other like 18 19 year olds they're like transitioning to college or they're set up you know with some type of career or something that just was not my case um I feel like that entire year after high school I was like fighting for my life but it was for a good reason because that's when I really got like a real, real relationship with God, like a real one. And I feel like, and I say all the time, you know, for me to like get that self-love, that self-confidence, that real, like, I'm talking about really being locked in with myself. Baby, it was nobody but me got them four walls. Okay. I was in my mama's house. It was the tiny room, smaller than this than my grand room. And the struggle was crazy, but that really built up my relationship. Like I felt like, not even I felt like, I was literally at rock bottom. Like I had hit rock bottom. I had no idea, like, what am I doing in life? What is, what, what is it giving? Where am I going? I had no idea. And I really had to lock in with God. And I can honestly say ever since then, yeah, like, we, we've been locked in. And I feel like a lot of people forget, like, when it comes to, because I know these days a lot of people are like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of different things going on. And I want I don't want to say this in a, um, I just want to be cautious about how I say this. But people often forget it's about the relationship. And even my therapist had to remind me of that. You know, it's about the relationship with God, not the religion. So if you take out all the uh, Methodist, Baptist, 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 
um, Catholic, if you take all that out, like it's literally just focused on your relationship with him and what that entails. And I feel like people think that it has to look a certain way. Um, also with church, you know, I understand back in the day, I get it. We've all been through it. We've all had examples of people that weren't so godly that was, you know, leading the whole church. Um, unfortunately, that happens, you know, that 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 happens. And there is no way I'm going to let one bad experience stop something for me. And I feel like that's like the big difference, you know, like with me, I'm not going to give up just because something didn't work out. Like, will I take a break? Yes. Will I put it down for a second? Absolutely. But give up? Absolutely not. And yeah, I, I just feel like when it comes to that, a lot of people are not resilient, you know, and they don't have that um, resilience. And it's so important to have it because if not, life will literally um, eat you up and spit you out. I mean, honestly. And I was trying to pull something up because I thought. Um, I thought I had it up. Okay. And let me tell y'all what resilient means. Resilient. Resilient. There we go. Okay. Of a person or animal able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. Similar to strong, tough, hardy, quick to recover, quick to bounce back, difficult to keep down. I know that's right. Adaptable, flexible. Um, the opposite is vulnerable, sensitive, um, springy. Oh, I like springy. I've never heard springy. Um, durable, strong, sturdy. I like that. Um, I really like that because, you know, so often we like describe ourselves as strong and I did that for the longest and I feel like these last three years I have been saying you better not say nothing do not describe listen if anybody say anything about me being strong oh you so tough I don't want to hear it I want to hear it. I feel like these last three years if I heard the word strong when it comes to describing me I'm going to flip and rightfully so, because it's like, why do I need to always be strong, tough, whatever? And for me personally, you know, I used to be one of those people that's like, well, why is this happening? Why did I have this kind of life? Why did this happen to me? Why, 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 why? For a very long time. And it wasn't until I started and I developed that relationship with God to where I started to ask like, okay, well, what is this teaching me? What is this this lesson? Like what? Because everything is either a blessing or a lesson. I truly believe that. And as cliche as like a lot of the sayings or mannerisms, routines, um, as it is like when it comes to becoming resilient and just having like that faith, 
it's 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 a lot of the same stuff. It's a lot of the stuff we used to hear growing up, honestly. Um, I can remember doing things now at 28 that I heard when I was like 13, 14, thinking, oh, that's corny. Like I would that that seems crazy. Like, why are they doing that? But the truth is, that's the key. <laughs> that's literally the key. The key is honestly just bouncing back, trying again, doing it again. Like I know I have the conversation a lot with people on being sensitive and how like, you know, this world isn't sensitive friendly, I guess we could say. And let me say this. I do feel like it's okay to be vulnerable. I feel like you should be vulnerable, but I do not feel like in 2023 and up, you can be sensitive. I'm sorry. I just don't. And I know a lot of people do not agree with me on that. I have some very close loved ones I have like this debate with all the time. And I just say that because I feel like you have to literally show a different version of you to the world than you're going to show at home. And rightfully so. Like, why would you want to show everybody that side of you? You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of people think like, oh, that's being deceitful and da-da. That's not true. Like, think about it. Think about it with niggas. Okay, let's start there. You meet a nigga and he is just completely, the you know, he's perfect. He's the one, the honeymoon phase. It's amazing. Then a few months into the relationship and he is like Satan himself. Okay. Am I saying this right? No, but I'm just simply saying people do that shit all the time. So like, why not? Like you definitely can show a different version of you. Or, you know, up front. I think that you should. You definitely should because when it comes to this world, it's literally going to eat you up and spit you out. Um, but back to my original point of what I was saying, um, I used to hate when people would like describe me as strong or I would go through like these crazy periods in time when I'm like, what the hell is going on? But I did start getting in the habit of just being quiet, you know, if you be quiet, you really can learn a lot. And I didn't learn that until I got to my like late, mid to late 20s. Um, because when I was like in my early 20s, teenagers, oh baby, I never shut the fuck up. Like ever, never. Like me and shutting up, we never went together. Like always had something to say, always had a response, always had questions. Like just, just blabbermouth. That's literally what it gave. But this Jade, I'm so quiet and I like to observe everything, like every single thing. It can be the most basic, simple thing, and I'm quiet because I just want to. I just want to observe. Like I just want to see what's going on first. But to my point, now I understand that going through all of those things have made me resilient. You know, um, I have went through so much shit. <laughs> like I remember my therapist telling me and she's not the only person i've had other people tell me this too like other like maybe close friends family friends something or you know whatever um but i'll never forget her telling me like wow like you have lived a life that a lot of 40 year olds haven't even lived and you're you know half their age at the time um you know half their age and i was just like you know I've heard that before because I did hear that before and I did not like 
hearing stuff like that at first, but honestly, that's who I am. That's what makes me me. Like my hardships growing up, you know, me having to bounce back constantly. Um, and you know, I used to say all the time that it was a point in life where I never got to grieve. Like I always felt like I was constantly grieving something or mourning something, whether it was like a failed relationship, a failed friendship, a failed opportunity. I never gave myself, I'm sorry, I never had that time for myself to really grieve like anything. I feel like this is the most time I've had in my entire life to cry. And I have taken it. I have cried so much in these last three years. I can't even tell y'all. Like, let's just say five years. These last five years, baby, the tears can make a Nile River, another Nile River, as much as it's been. Um, but that's because I didn't have that before. I didn't have that time to really sit in nothing. Like I couldn't. I if I did, my bills don't get paid. I don't eat, you know, things of that nature, like real life, like real life. I never had that chance. And, you know, everybody can have an opinion. It may be good to some, it may be bad to some, but looking back on it, that's my experience. And I own that experience, you know, because it's made me resilient. And I'm honestly grateful a little bit, you know, because... And I know it sounds weird because it's like, well, who want all these goddamn hardships, especially as a teenager or young adult? But let me say this, y'all. Things that are like breaking my peers or like my friends in their 30s and things of that nature, or just people in their 30s, I have dealt with years ago. You know, the things some of them are going through at 35, 34, I went through at 24, I went through at 20, I went through at 18, you know, and um, again, that isn't necessarily good, but it's made me resilient. And I feel like that that's what has always just kept me grounded, um, just being resilient and, and having that ability to just bounce back because everybody can't do it you know and I'm grateful I'm very grateful because there are a lot of things that I know I have been through that would have absolutely crushed other people and I've had people tell me that I've had people tell me that a lot of times like I could be telling you the saddest most fucked up story ever and I could just have the straightest face and that's happened before to where people are like how are you just telling this so calmly like this is so traumatic and, you know, if we just keep it in a book, unfortunately, having a traumatizing childhood did that, you know, it definitely did that. And I don't feel like there's a lot of things, unfortunately, that I've been through that could ever top those times in my life, you know. Um, and, yeah, I, I just think holding myself accountable, you know, like what bad traits did I have before? You know, when something happened, I would cry my eyes out. Why is this happening to me? Da, da, da. And then, you know, like I said, one day I just took my power back and I was like, no, not why is this happening to me? What is this trying to teach me? Because y'all, I can, 
I, I'm a living testimony. Like, listen to me when I tell you. It's been so many times where I would really question, like, okay, what is going on? Or I try to hold on to that person that God don't want me to hold on to, but y'all don't want to talk about that. Y'all don't want to talk about that because, baby, I'm telling you, once, you know, God is trying to remove people out your life and you will not listen and you want to um, disobey him, oh, baby, let me tell you, he is going to make it to where that person gives you every single side, angle, to boot, every way to kiss their ass. Like, they're going to show you exactly why he was adamant about getting them out of your life. Trust me. Trust me on it. It's happened to me too many times with friendships and relationships. Like, trust me when I say you got to leave the person alone. For women, unfortunately, it's always that one nigga. You got to leave him alone, sis. You got to leave him alone. He ain't think about you. Don't think about him. It's really just that simple. But a whole other conversation. Um, but yeah, I think holding yourself accountable. Holding yourself accountable. What bad traits do you have that you need to get rid of? You know, what are you doing today that is contributing to the end goal? Um, what are your goals? You know, a lot of people don't have goals. And let me just say this. I know a lot of people are on this tip of the world ending and things of that nature. But baby, don't come over here with that shit. Okay. We are Delulu over here. And the good Delulu, not the Delulu where that nigga ain't takes you back in a month and you still blowing up his phone. We're not talking about that type of delusion, ma'am. We're talking about we're delusional with our goals. We're delusional with our life, our livelihood, you know, what we see for ourselves. That type of delusion is very good delusion to have. Um, the I don't know how I'm going to get it done, but I'm going to get it done. Uh, trait is in me real bad. And that's always been me. You know, um, I will have no idea how I'm going to get something done. But it get done every single time, baby. The one thing about it, it get done every single time. Um, but yeah, I think you have to really look at yourself in the mirror because at one point I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, and people laugh at me, but I literally can tell when someone cannot spend time with themselves. Like, and I mean, to the point where I could like call it like at the snap of a finger. And I know because I was that person, you know, before that time of my life where it was just me and God in the room. I could not, I couldn't sit still. I couldn't look at myself. I couldn't be by myself. I couldn't sit in silence. And, you know, the one thing I do regret when it comes to like my healing journey, I regret not documenting it in different ways, um, which I can kind of explain later. But, you know, I used to journal back then, but that was about it, you know. I didn't really take pictures. I didn't do video, um, like journal entries, like verbal uh, voice notes, emails. I just do a, like a whole lot of different things now today. And back then I just limited myself to like journaling only. That's like a harsh reality, you know? I know that's not easy. Um, again, I've been there. So I know what that's like when you can't even look at yourself in the mirror, but my whole thing is a lot of my supporters were around the same age group. 
Y'all, we are not getting no younger. It is imperative to get a real relationship with not only God, but yourself. You have to have a real relationship with yourself. And I feel like that once you get that down pat, the rest will literally start falling into place. And when I say have a real relationship with yourself, I literally mean date yourself, love yourself, be by yourself. You know, like you just really have to have that time because if not, you will have no idea what it is that you truly like, that you truly dislike. Um, and it really can break or make a lot of your relationships. I'm sorry. It could definitely break or make. <laughs> not, it, it could. It, it is going to either make or break your relationships moving forward, you know. Um, and I tell people all the time. You cannot do anything if you do not have a real relationship with yourself and, and if you do not love yourself. You can do it, but you will not be successful with it. And what do I mean by that? Dating. If you do not love yourself, and I'm, I don't care, I would love to debate it. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Because, um, baby, they be trying to come for me on Twitter. But Because I've said this before, but you cannot be in a relationship if you don't love yourself. I don't care what nobody says. It's never going to work. It's never going to work. Because how do you even know what you want from that person if you don't even know what you want for yourself? Like, make it make sense. How are you going to love somebody else and pour all into another person and you can't even pour into yourself? Or you don't even love your damn self? Like, that makes no sense. It makes no sense. And let's talk about it too. These niggas these days, they love women um, with no self-love. Love them. They love them. They love them. They love them. Like, they would pick the girl with low self-esteem before they ever pick, like, an alpha female or, like, an independent female or just a female that loves themselves and i'm just saying female i'm not one of those female 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 by the way but um because i do hate when women say female so you know holding myself accountable but yeah it can't do nothing even like motherhood i tell people all the time like if you don't take care of yourself first no kids gonna suffer i don't care it's, it's a hill i'm not say die i like to say it's a hill i'm gonna stay on because why do i have to die on the hill like why does it have to be that it like i'm gonna stand on me but i'm not i'm not di not, not yeah we're not doing all that i'm not gonna not be here because of it anyway but yeah it's a hill i'm gonna stay on because if you don't put yourself first then kids are gonna suffer and you know i'm glad that in this day it's becoming more normal to take care of ourselves first to put ourselves first we need to especially as women like come on let's keep it a book we all know the woman is the you know glue of the household like think of all the places we're being stretched all the things you're doing all the people you're taking care of all the relationships and friendship you're nurturing why would you not do it to yourself why would you not do it with yourself Take yourself out. I was just even saying the other day, it's been a minute since I've been on a date by myself. I mean, I do have a young baby. Um, but she's always with me. <laughs> so it has been a minute since I've just been able to just go to the bar or something like that. Um, which I need to get back on to. Um, because I do have like my mommy time, but that's just like me in my glam room for hours, just doing whatever I want to do, or you know, running errands. Um, it's, it hasn't been uh, like me just going to go sit down, you know, by myself. So that is something I'm about to get back into. But yeah, I feel like once we start holding ourselves accountable, 
everything else kind of falls into place. You know, sometimes we really are the problem, even though we don't like to admit it. We really are. And I love that I'm in this place where I can be like brutally honest with myself, but I also can give myself grace. But I also can hold myself accountable. You know, like, and I feel like it's nice to have that balance between the three because you don't want to be so honest with yourself to where you're not also nurturing yourself or giving yourself that grace. And I never used to give myself grace ever. Like, grace, what is that? I Like, grace? Like, I, I didn't even really know what that, like, I knew what it meant, but it's like I never in life gave anybody grace. Not myself, not others, like, and, you know, that, that may be the cause of, or it may be the reason, the reasoning may be because of some other things, but this is the most I've ever given myself grace. When I was pregnant, I had no choice but to give myself grace, y'all. Like, that's the first time I had to ask for so much help. Like, I've never had that much help <laughs> until I was pregnant. Like, even just going grocery shopping was a task or I needed help. Um, you know, I couldn't lift things. I had to get people to get things off the shelf for me and put things in my buggy and unload. And I'm grateful for that. But at first, y'all, I'm not even going to cap. I was so aggravated when I was pregnant because I just, I'm such a, like, I need to do this. Let me go do it type of girl. Like, I'm such a, you know, um, come and go. I'm just coming and going. And having a baby really sat me down in the sense of, like, damn, I can't do nothing, like, nothing about myself. And um, it's humbling. It's definitely humbling. Becoming a mother is so humbling because I've just never had to have help. Like, I remember just crying because I couldn't, like, unpack our house for real in, like, two, three days when we first moved into this house and I remember my man coming home like it's okay I know he probably thought I was batshit crazy when I was pregnant because the way I would just bust into tears about any and every little thing um was ridiculous and that was another thing that bothered me the emotions I'm I'm just so not a openly emotional person because I am emotional but I like to be emotional behind doors. You know, I like to have like the tough exterior act um, and then be completely different when you get to meet me. Yeah, I like, I like that MO. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't mind having that description. So when I was pregnant, it was just, just tears. Like, ew, ew. it was just too much for me. But it's humbling and it allowed me to really learn what it was like to not only give myself grace but to extend it to others it made me look at past situations that a little differently where maybe i should have given someone more grace it also makes me recognize situations where i might have you know been the fall guy for a, a situation or something and that friend or relationship whatever it was they should have extended grace to me while I was also going through something. So it does, it has helped me um, really recognize those things in the past. Um, in just past situations, it's helped me understand some things and really honestly kind of come 
like become at peace with some things that happened before that I didn't necessarily get closure to, um, which I don't believe in closure, but you know, um, to where it was just like, okay, you know, and yeah, just holding myself accountable. And, you know, I think people think accountability is like a bad thing, but it's really not. It's really a good thing. It's you really sitting down debunking, you know, what's going on you know what's going on and what do i need to go on like what do i need to happen or um it's it's just you figuring out things getting to the bottom of things um and i feel like people think you have to like hold yourself accountable with just certain things but it's every area in life you know if you don't have accountability how are you going to stick to it how are you going to create the routine how are you going to make it a habit these are things that happen when you have accountability and you hold yourself accountable and it's not just with like things like working out or let me make sure i call my friend no it's things like i know i'm going through a tough time right now mentally what am I doing today that's going to really release these feelings? You know, what am I doing today that's going to help me feel better? And I think people think holding yourself accountable it has to look a certain way, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It's literally your world. And y'all probably going to hear me say that every single time in every episode and I hope that it get on y'all nerves because it's something that I have to tell myself every day too like it is my world these motherfuckers just here okay <laughs> they're just here living in it I don't know why they're here and why you know but anyway it can look like whatever you want it to look like you know healing is not linear it's very zigzaggy because people say roller coaster I don't even think it's roller coaster because it's like sometimes you go up, down, but then you go back, you go around, you may go that way, you may come back over here. You know, it's it's real like scribbly. It's it's not even a roller coaster to me. It's scribbly. You literally can be any which way during your healing journey. <laughs> like it just depends on I feel like your circumstances, what you're doing and what you're contributing you know to your healing journey but accountability can really be beautiful when you really do it right and and you're coming from a genuine place and not like a place of like beating yourself up that's not what accountability is accountability is just holding yourself to a higher standard because you know that you could do better you know that you oh matter of fact we got the laptop girl because you know what this is this i don't even plan on um <laughs> I've been playing on like pulling out my laptop, but I'm like, girl, you know what? We got the definition right here. Accountability. Accountability. The fact or condition of being accountable, responsibility. So let's see. Reporting and obedience. Um, and it just says the key takeaway is the acceptance of responsibility for one's own actions. It implies a willingness to be transparent, allowing others to observe and evaluate one's performance. I like that. I like that. And a great example of accountability is when you are focused on achieving your goals and tasks. If you're limited, if you're able to limit distractions and pressures, you're successful 
you're successful in achieving your goals efficiently. Moreover, when your team sees this, you're setting a good example for them. You build a strong work ethic for your team. And that is from tickthoseboxes.com.au and Google. So, perfect. That's literally what I was saying, you know. Um, the goddamn grass people, again, I feel like the last episode, they here they were. But anyway, we're about to wrap up. Um, so yeah, and it even says like the four key area, the four components of accountability is participation, evaluation, transparency, and feedback mechanisms. Um, and that's also from tickthoseboxes.com.au. That is great, yes. Participating by just starting. That's literally the participation. Evaluation, maybe after a week of doing something. Hey, how was this first week? What do I want to focus on the next week? What could I have done better last week? What was, you know, what was working, what wasn't working? That's basically what I mean. Um, transparency, being honest. Yeah, last week I was really fucking up. I, I got off track a whole lot. You know, I need to get back on it. And then feedback. I feel like asking for feedback is really good, but... I feel like that that should come at like a later state in your healing journey. I feel like you should just focus on participating, um, being transparent and elevating. Um, because again, I feel like when you're in that state, you're very vulnerable and you're very sensitive and feedback too soon may kind of rock the boat, not in a good way. Um, it may make you stagnant and you know, I just don't think that that's a good idea. But the rest of them I really love and I agree with. So, key takeaway from, I feel like my therapist saying that, but key takeaways from this episode, hold yourself accountable. Be transparent, be vulnerable when it comes to holding yourself accountable and just be honest with yourself, you know, really write it down um and get to it that's literally it you literally just gotta do it like write down what it is that you want you know it's a new week maybe try next week um because yeah this episode will have already came out but maybe try writing down some things that you want to accomplish for the week even if it's just three things try those three things for a week and then that next week look back evaluate see what worked see what didn't work and you keep going that's the way we start that's, that's just how we do it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I promise I'm going to get so much better with like the flow of it. It's been a minute. I have been very rusty. <laughs> um, you know, not being behind the mic in some years. So it has taken me a little bit to get a little more adjusted, getting back into it. Um, I know I'll get my groove back eventually. And I think that's why my last, my first episode was so cringy because I was just like, oh my God, girl, I'm rusty. I'm very rusty, but we're going to keep at it so that we can, you know, get to where we need to be. So I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys are joining in on the conversation on our social media. Our Instagram is at Podcast. Be sure to follow us and engage in the posts. We will definitely have some different um, engaging posts up from this episode this week. Below, be sure to tell me what you guys think. Are you holding yourself accountable? Are you not holding yourself accountable? Um, and what are some things that you probably could do to shut the table and shake it up a little bit? I hope you all have a great week and I'll see you in my next episode. Bye, guys.